3: when he approached me, his words to me were, my, w- my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a fog draped coffin. My heart started beating faster and I started shaking knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly, sorry, be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander in chief or his administration. On what I feel is because of their failures and poor planning to exit our troops from Afghanistan. In our world lead, Ukrainian officials say Russian
4: missiles hit residential buildings in both the Donetsk and Kharkiv regions, killing a total of at least seven people and injuring more than 35 others. It's the latest attack from Russia after Ukraine blew up parts of a critical road that linked occupied Crimea with parts of the Kherson region over the weekend. All this escalated violence as Ukrainians say that they've stopped an assassination plot against President Volodymyr Zelensky. seen as Nick Payton Walsh is in Zaporizhia for us, uh, Nick, the Ukrainians say that they caught an alleged Russian informant. What more do we know about this woman and the plot to kill Zelensky?
5: We don't quite know how far this plot progressed, and it's important to bear in mind that Volodymyr Zelensky is a, certainly a hunted man by Moscow. He often goes to the front line to corral troops, and so this plot standing out, frankly, because of the Ukrainian security services' uh, bid to essentially publicise some of its details. What do we know? We don't know the nationality of this informant. We do know that she is a woman who lived in Ochakiv, that's a peninsula off the coast close to Crimea, uh, and that she worked in a military. Store. Allegedly, this plot was about uh, the recent visit of Zelensky to Mykolaiv, a, a port city on the southern uh, coast. And she was apparently requested in messages that the SBU, the Ukrainian security services, put out, uh, allegedly with her Russian interlocutors, asked about times, dates, to perhaps take pictures of the location. Now, I should also point out that the Russian, uh, sorry, the U- Ukrainians have arrested about 29 or so informants in the last few months. Or so. So, this is something that does occur relatively regularly, but there was clearly something about this plot that made them feel they needed to publicize it. But again, a reminder of how Zelensky is someone persistently who Russia would like to kill.
1: And, you know, so, it's two months to the day since the counteroffensive started. They've gained maybe 10 square miles or so, not a lot. But, you know, attacking frontal fortifications reinforced by minefields. Without air superiority, not a lot of times in history you can show that's been successful. Um, I think we've set the expectation high for what the Ukrainian military can do, um, but they're not fighting a combined arms fight. They're not fighting a counteroffensive the way that historically shown has been successful. Not their fault, um, but they're doing the best they can. So I, I'm glad to see we've got some sober reality
6: with regards to the situation there. Abrams tanks will be there in the fall, so that will be uh, obviously uh, helpful, but as Jim's rep- reporting that it's not about hardware. It's yeah. not about uh, weapon support. So how much can that help? You know, The
1: Abrams tanks are are going to get there at a time when the rainy season is going to start. And the way tanks are deployed effectively is when they're used for shock effects. And if you're Russia, you're seeing where those tanks are going to go because that's exactly where the offensive priority is going to be at that time. And what you'll do is you'll move troops there to counterbalance them. There's only 31 tanks or so showing up. They're not going to be that much of a difference maker. There's huge logistical tooth to tail ratio that goes with those tanks. Um, Will they make a difference? They're going to allow more Ukrainian crews. To survive, but those tanks still don't have any more capability to, to go through minefields or do other things. So, again, without the combined arms, without the air superiority, I think this is still going to remain a stalemate. It's a real question about what Ukraine's going to need from the U.S. in mm-hmm. terms of additional funding, additional
0: weapons, etc. Right.
1: And the U.S. public sentiment on it is changing. There is really striking uh, reality in this new CNN polling. And what it shows is that a majority of Americans disapprove. Of another support package for Ukraine, forty-five percent approve it. Should Congress authorize more funding to Ukraine? Fifty-five percent oppose it. Yeah, this is what Vladimir Putin wants to happen. If he hangs on to this land that he has right now that he seized illegally, um, gets through the, 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 the fall and then the winter, we're now into next spring here, and our political season, presidential elections, running. Uh, who knows what the politicians will say? Because this is really what, what, what uh, you know, where the money's going to come from. The Ukraine government needs a commitment from NATO, from the United States, saying we're all in for however long it takes. The problem is that doesn't jive with our political cycles here. And the United States leads the way with all these economic packages as well as the military packages. So um, that's what Putin is hoping that will happen, that we'll lose. So you're saying if the U.S. fails to authorize further funding, you think its Western allies will follow? I'm not sure the Western allies have the capability um, and capacity to make the difference that Ukraine is going to need in order to uh, sustain itself. Uh, they need Patriot missiles. They think they need things that only come from the United States and U.S. defense contractors. And you can't crank that machine up quick enough to get some of that material there at the time. Look at the tanks. I mean, we're the only. The it only took us took us eight months to get 31 tanks to Ukraine. They need 400 if they want to have any kind of offense.
0: Tuesday, 8 August, the Year of Our Lord 2023. A lot. To get through today, um, but I want to make sure that, as we lay out uh, this narrative war that um, you understand it's not we're not going to get caught in the trap of just focusing on every detail of these uh illegitimate ridiculous lawfare assaults on president trump yes that's a that's a in the thirty front war that's definitely a front, and it's one that we're going to push. But more importantly is to continue to go on offense on Biden in this uh, in the illegitimate Biden regime on on what they 're doing to this country and quite frankly what they 're doing to people around the world on offense that way, holding them accountable and then putting forward making sure before the American people people understand the 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 trade off here between one guy who's defending the Constitution and this republic. And the other who's going out of his way to monetize uh, access to himself, trading the country out and just not in incompetence and uh, malevolence. And we know that the case for America first and populism is the key that picks the lock. And who tells us that? The Democratic Party. We're going to get to that in a moment. A, a magnificent report, really smart report over at National Pulse today. Will Upton's going to join us in a second. But I want to get to the heart of this. Right now, I want to bring in uh, Harnwell. And Harnwell, I think you and Pasovic. i got to give a, ta- a hat tip to you, Ben. Um, the, uh, the, the military aspects of this have not really been your forte, except over the last year and a half, you just kind of dug into this. And we had an hour, the entire 6 o'clock hour last night, we dedicated this, and voila, what happens. Finally, the mainstream media starts to report this accurately. We started off the cold open with a Cheryl Rex, a mom who is distraught because of the lack of respect shown to her her um, her patriot patriotic hero son, Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, who uh, died in the fiasco in the in the pull out of Afghanistan. And she was completely disrespected. And this is Biden. You know, he lies about everything, but a lot of it's psychological. He he's got this uh, he's got this thing, this that uh, the the son that died with brain cancer, died in Iraq. And that's what he's telling these families. I know, I know how you feel. My son came home in a flag-draped dra- flag coffin. To compare a guy dying from brain cancer, as terrible as that is, it's quite terrible, over at Walter Reed, um, where they could be with him, to, to someone who, you know, in this fiasco brought about by Biden, uh, died in the line of duty, and the parents never got to see him. Her her uh, her hurt that's now been turned to anger is on display about what he thinks and how he puts forward Americans. Then we get into the whole Ukraine lie. Everything you've been told, this is all coming up uh, up now. And I just want people to know in the CNN story, if we put the CNN lead up, if we have that, if Denver has that, you'll see the headline, this whole thing about. The lies about the counteroffensive, the lies about all of it. C- can we get that? Can we get that one with uh, from my getter? It's got that beautiful photo. I'd rather have that than the written part. If we can just pull that. Um, you have got this big bold headline: the the spring offensives, the counteroffensives collapsed. It's completely collapsed, um, and it's a uh, and heavy casualties. Everything we've told and warned people about. These kind of brave Ukrainians being thrown into the charnel house of. Um, being thrown into the charnel house of, uh, of Ukraine. The, um, and, and you see all the lies, misrepresentations. The reason this is coming out is, Demo- remember, they're on these things called CODELs, congressional delegations. They're going on these boondoggles all throughout the world to get briefed. A Democratic congressman has been one of the biggest cheerleaders. I think it's Quigley of Illinois was getting briefed, was getting briefed in, uh, in Ukraine, and he's the one that leaked it to CNN. He said this is much worse than being reported. In fact, there is, the spring offensive is stopped, and the reason it's stopped, and it's not, you see the guy on TV right there pushing for, oh, combined arms, you need, you need massive air support. We need to get you know fighter jets there right now. They're always pushing for more weapons, always pushing for more weapons. It's not more weapons, it's training. They're not training combined arms. They don't have enough time to train. It's hard enough for the American military to do it, as we've said, time and time and time again. And now into the charnel house, they've gone and they've been slaughtered And the field commanders, the commanders in the field are saying, we're not doing this anymore. This is not coming from Zelensky and and, and, and the higher ups in Kiev that are going to the cocktail parties and living the high life and stealing American money with both hands. This is the people in the field. They're seeing these kids chewed up. They're saying we're not going to do this. And yet, and Punchbowl reports this. What are we doing back here over this uh, recess? They're putting forward. Biden's working right now with these guys to put forward another, another Support package for Ukraine. And you saw the CNN reporting there, 55 percent of the American people. And we take great pride in bringing this uh, true story to the American people with others, with Tucker and and Posobiec and Charlie Kirk and others, that the American people now realize it's been a lie. No more money. The money in the punch bowl story, the over 100 billion, all of this talk, they're talking about between uh, cutting the budget, the six point eight trillion dollar budget. You understand it's really, we're discussing $100 billion. That's what the big fight's over, $100 billion. What we've shoveled into Ukraine, that's the big fight. That that might force a government shutdown. It's $100 billion. In the grand scheme of the budget, it's nothing. But Ukraine, we've shoveled $100 billion, and you heard the guy right there, oh, our Western allies, oh, they're so broke, they can't do anything. They're not going to do anything. Europe wants us to underwrite their security. And they're going to continue, and by the way, the globalist elite, in Washington D.C. have no problem with that cuz the defense contractors are war profiteers. They're making more money than ever. Ben Harnwell, your your analysis, observations and reporting on this have uh, been pretty spot on. Give me your assessment of where we stand this morning. Oh, and I buried the lead. Zelensky had an assassination attempt. They're saying oh there's been others, but this one was important enough they had to bring it forward. Now, they're blaming on the Russians and who knows. You don't know if it even happened or if it occurred, but as we warned Zelensky when he lectured us, he particularly lectured the show from the stage at, uh, at Davos that, you know, oh, people should read the memoirs of World War II to understand what's going on. And I told him, hey, bro, I've read more. Mem- I've forgotten more memoirs of World War II than you've ever read. The one you ought to read is the best and the brightest, the chapter on DM, President DM in Vietnam, because when the CIA's finished with you, They've got an early retirement program, and that's what we're seeing. I tell you what, Ben, hang on. I've I've, I've taken the floor here for the entire first segment. We're going to take a short break. We got uh, Ben Harnwell. We're going to get into this Ukraine situation, complete debacle and collapse, and they want more money. And, of course, uh, Biden wants to shovel more money over to the churnal house so more Ukrainians die. Will Upton's here. How the Democrats understand what is the winning political philosophy and policies in 2024. Wait for it. It's populism, economic nationalism, and America First National Security. You heard that before? Short commercial break. Back in the warm in just a second. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B A N N O N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift. Happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold.
5: Here's
2: your
0: host, Stephen K. Bannon. China missed its... Uh Missed its export number in July by over 14%. Oops. Didn't see that coming. Yes, we did. Why? Because oh, they got supply chain. They got all kind of problems. They're all messed up, obviously. Doesn't even deal with their debt problem, their property problem, all of it, the, the over problem. But this was principally driven by the wait-for-it drop in demand from the United States. Part of that is decoupling. Part of it, people just don't have money anymore. Um, also, ten banks. Moody's put ten banks, regional banks, downgraded ten banks, and put a bunch of money center banks on the watch list uh, as the Biden banking crisis continues. Also, report I've got it up on Getter. Make sure you get up. Getter's totally free. Just download the app. You can get all my uh, stream of cautious stuff we're putting up all the time. Actually, I write them all. The crack staff at uh, at War Room often post it for me. Ben Harnwell, uh, a couple of the producing staff, Mo, Grace, all of them, all chip in to make that work. But uh, there's a constriction in credit. You know, the credit card situation, uh, APR is going north of 22 percent, I think, to 25 percent. But it's also going to be a big contraction, as we warn you about, in credit, even the availability of credit. A lot of these credit cards are going to get canceled and very tough for young people to get new ones. Ben Harnwell, this is all inextricably sure linked. The massive economic problem we have here in the shoveling of money over to Ukraine, you know, and, and the Ukrainians uh, out there. You know, the, the Zelensky crowd's taking, taking their, what do you call them, 10% They're taking, they're getting a spiff off the top. But more importantly, they're, they're wasting the most precious asset they have. That's these uh, courageous young Ukrainians that are at the front line. And finally, the field commander said, we're not doing it. And we said this last night on the show. They are not trained in combined arms, and you can send all the jets over there you want. They're not trained in the sophisticated artillery, uh, um, armor, um, uh, you know, mounted infantry, all of it. They're not trained, and they're getting slaughtered by some very tough hombres, uh, the Russians, who are dug in. And uh, and by the way, I'm sure our intelligence didn't catch the the seven was it the seventy thousand mines. They're talking about all these mines, all these entrenchments. The Russians were out there in public, you know, viewed by the satellite nonstop doing it. So this shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody when you're sending these people in for frontal assaults. Ben, uh, tell me about uh, – we went through it last night. This update this morning is pretty pretty shocking because now the media is having – you see the shock faces, right, that they have to – they can't hide this anymore. And they can't hide it because, quite frankly, on the battlefield – the tip of the spear, the most courageous people they have are saying, hey, this is not working and we're just not going we're, we're to continue to feed young men into the charnel house. Ben Hornwell.
7: That's absolutely right, Steve. Good morning to you. So yesterday on, on, on the show, on the afternoon show, we mentioned the CNN poll which said that 55% of the American public now believe that U.S. Congress should not authorize additional funding to support the war in Ukraine versus 45% say Congress should authorize. That's a very stark difference. Um, And that that support dropped. It's it's inverted from the beginning of the war, February last year, which said 62% of the American people wanted uh, Congress to to authorize more support. So we go straight from this article then that that we analyzed in depth last night to this new story here. I've got to give tribute here. If Denver would very kindly just put up, once again, while I'm speaking, this this analysis by Punchbowl, which is absolutely first rate, right? I'm not familiar with this or news organization. This analysis is first rate. I've studied what they have had to say about Ukraine, Steve, and I cannot tell what the editorial slant is and which direction it is. It's just giving the absolute facts, which is really what any, any analyst wants to see. So, we came from the CNN setting the context last night directly today. And lo and behold, this just illustrates a point that, that we mentioned yesterday that this administration is moving further and further away from where the American people are. And here it is this this, this article here talking about um, in the pipeline, the date isn't known and the amount isn't known, uh, though this, the, the, the amount they're speculating is 10 billion. But here is yet talk that Congress is planning another supplemental funding bill to help Ukraine. Um, Shocking, given now where where the American public is. And again, the point here that I find particularly uh, interesting was it, it, it frames it as saying that this funding request will pit Republican defense hawks, together with the Biden administration against Donald Trump-aligned conservatives. Well, what does that mean? It's, it's Steve, that is literally, by definition, the uniparty versus MAGA. Here is what we've been talking about for so long, Steve, um, as it, this war in Ukraine has un, 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 unrolled itself. This is exactly the dynamic that we're talking about. It, it is becoming ever more explicit, ever more overt, ever more it's, crystallized. This is the dynamic. This, it is the uniparty versus Magra.
0: There's no difference here than in Vietnam. They sent those kids over to Vietnam and let them in the charnel house over there, and they sat back here, right, safe in the confines of the imperial capital, Washington, D.C., the best and the brightest in Ukraine have been chewed up on that battlefield as we have said. We have been dead spot on in this thing since the days before it even launched. And have not have never backed down an inch against all the media and the Republican Party and all this ridiculous Nikki Haley and all them running around Chris Christie's over there the other day with a big old thing of flowers looking like a buffoon, right? The best and the brightest in Ukraine are being chewed up in the churnal house. And finally, the field commander said, we're not doing this. You can't take us over to Poland for 90 days or 60 days or 30 days and train these kids and then throw them up there against the Russians who are dug in. It's a slaughter. And finally, the field commander said, we're having enough of it. And Zelensky, you should read best and the brightest. Hey, maybe it's the Russians. Who knows? Maybe it's your own guys. Maybe it's the CIA. Who knows? But Zelensky's wearing out his welcome as his policy is, quite frankly, destroying Ukraine. And this is why it's got to stop, because all you're going to do is kill more Ukrainians and you're killing the best ones, the best folks there, the, the patriotic ones, the ones that love their country and don't quite get that they're, they're the tools of the globalists. As Mershama told him, C- Professor Mershama of Chicago called this straight out. What about this? Why Why Zelensky go public now with the assassination attempt? Supposedly, they've had twenty nine informants, for the Russians, outed over the last month. They They said they've alluded to other assassination attempts. Why now are we hearing about this assassination attempt, and they're making such a big deal about it? Ben Ben Hornwell.
7: Well, Steve, the, the, this supposed assassination attempt is mysterious on a number of levels. Firstly, the lady concerned, whose name hasn't been revealed, apparently works in some kind of arms and munitions uh, warehouse. Um, she has some kind of military background. There's the possibility possibility that she's ethnically Russian, but I, I, I wouldn't want to spectate that. On, on that at this point. So there are two possibilities here, two principal ideas. The first, I just want to pick up on what you were just saying, that uh, President Zelensky is wearing out his welcome. Well, he's not just wearing out his welcome as far as NATO is concerned and the American taxpaying public is concerned. One might reasonably guess he's also wearing out his welcome with Ukrainians, as you were saying. But let's not forget, he has himself suspended parliamentary elections set for this autumn and presidential elections set for next year that sort of gives an idea that despite what the non-stop propaganda is that we receive here in the west about how beloved this man is in his own country that might not actually be the deeper reality um yeah. you, you wouldn't need
0: to, to s- suspend we fun- your own
7: elections if, if you were second
0: church by, by the way i thought i thought we were funding i thought this was all about democracy that was all about democracy doesn't sound like democracy hey lincoln fought a bloody civil war still the bloodiest nastiest fight we've ever had in our country and had an election had congressional elections of which he didn't do too well and then had a presidential election which he won uh ben what's your social media you're going to be back with us at six we're going to go through this in more depth how do people follow you in the interim thank you so
7: much steve social platform is getter just tap in my surname harnwell and there i am with my analysis 24 7
0: thank you brother Okay, you, we're Goodness. going to continue our celebration of American music. We're going to actually have uh, Will Upton from, um, from uh, National Pulse working with Raheem. He's going to join us after the break. Uh, what we're going to have is Dick Curlis. This, uh, this is the One-Eyed Country Music Center from the great state of Maine. And uh, this is the song A Tombstone Every Mile. A song I absolutely love and the best country music song ever to come out of the great state of Maine. Dick Curlis. It's a
2: stretch of road up
0: north
2: in Maine That's never, ever, ever seen a smile If they buried all the truckers Lost in them woods There'd be a tombstone every mile Count them off There'd be a tombstone and you're headed down. You gotta drive the woods to get to Boston town. When it's winter up in Maine, better check it over twice. That Hainesville Road is just a ribbon of ice. It's a stretch of road up north in Maine that's never, ever, ever seen a smile. If they buried all the truckers, In them woods there'd be a tombstone every mile Count them off There'd be a tombstone every mile When you're talking to a trucker that's been hauling goods down that stretch of road in maine they call the Hainesville woods he'll tell you that dying and going down below won't be half as bad as driving on that road of ice and snow it's a stretch of road up north in maine That's never, ever, ever seen a smile. If they buried all the truckers lost in them woods, there'd be a tombstone every
0: mile. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly $250,000. And COVIDTaxRelief.org Just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee, and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDTaxRelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Band. How is that voice from Maine, one of the great country singers? One-eyed. Incredible. It's got some incredible songs. We're going to honor that throughout the day. And the folks up in the great state of Maine love Maine. Got a a bunch of relatives up there. My great-grandfather fought in the Civil War with the 1st Maine Cavalry, and his brother was in the 1st Maine Cavalry and uh, died on Dahlgren's raids. We've got a lot of uh, Maine folks. We had them on both sides in that great conflict, as many, many, many families did. I want to get to the punchline of the open Remember, and, and by the way, just announced that, you know, I don't want to get too much in this because it's 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 not particularly signal. It's a little bit of noise. But Ron DeSantis just announced Ron DeSantis fired his campaign manager uh, two weeks after they said she, her job was secure. Meeting with the donors, the things in a total free fall, although he's come. I think he's saying some some good things. He finally, I think, energized now to really get on to some policies. I think what he's talking about the cartels is is very powerful. And we'll try to deconstruct that later, uh, maybe this evening to spend some time on actually DeSantis is pushing forward. It also talks about classical education in Florida. I think it'd be fantastic in the public schools down there. Would it be amazing if you could get that curriculum available to kids? Um, number one, the STEM, as we're telling you on AI, the, the, the biggest part of jobs going to be destroyed by AI, the programmers, the coders. Remember, everything's teach to code, teach them to code. You got to code, learn to code. I think that one is maybe not going to be a career enhancing billet like it has been for the last 20 or 30 years because of artificial intelligence. I want to go to the punchline. Uh, Raheem has uh, brought on Will Upton. Will was over with Monica, worked for Monica Crowley over the Treasury Department when she was what, Deputy Secretary of Treasury for comms. In uh, Monica, as you know, uh, is as the smart as they come. She only hires smart people. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that national pulse is on fire. Raheem's doing a great job in hiring some incredible talent. Uh, Will, I, I need to walk you through. You need to walk us through exactly what this is because this focuses on the general election. Our focus right now should not be on the primaries. The primaries are over. There's more polling coming out, and I'm going to try to get Barris on later to talk about it from all these different polling. I mean, Trump's up 59 You know, guys are 10. And and DeSantis is, I think, rapidly going to go down to single digits since he said, you know, Trump didn't win. He said it was obvious Trump didn't win and Biden's legitimate. I beg to differ, brother. I think that's going to have an impact. I think you're going to be a single digit midget here quite, you know, a one digit midget quite quickly. You're going to get back down to the um, you know, you're going to go to Chris Christie and uh, Vivek and uh, Mike Pence land below two-handle, below 10%. Um, but we've got to focus on the general. And here's why. Because the Democrats are focusing on the general. Everything they're doing, they have outlawed a primary. And you've got some Democrats running around saying, we've got to get this guy. If they shift him out, they're going to shift him out. And I think they will shift him out. But they're not going through this whole a bizarre process of a primary. It's Trump versus Biden's replacement. But we got to focus on the general because these big outside groups are putting hundreds of millions of dollars into the general election and i think you're going to see this in ohio today and we're going to have uh, jack kabowski is going to be with us here momentarily to talk about ohio but well, the democrats get it tell me about this memo and what this this memo focuses on exactly what policies the american people want and walk me through the whole thing how did you find this who wrote it why is it important and what policies are they advocating sir
6: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve. Uh, So this is a memo from the uh, congressional, uh, basically the congressional Democrats' campaign arm. It's called the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, Um, and they had actually posted it online with like a basically a a quiet link, and it leaked it to several members of the media. We saw it pop up in the Washington Post with everybody's favorite Washington Post columnist Jen Rubin, who uh, usually when you have these sort of quiet links like this, you don't actually link. To the memo, you just kind of keep it there. I've stumbled on a few Oppo books on different candidates over the years by just sort of knowing how to search around on the internet, and, and you kind of stumble on the links. But Jen actually linked to it, and uh, so I, I started digging into it, and I was it was kind of astounded by the angle that the the D trip is taking here. Um, you know, usually you hear you know from Democrats a very kind of progressive, very sort of green energy and sort of more elite agenda anymore, very neoliberal, very globalist. Um, but the D-TRIP is actually targeting a lot of moderate Republicans who tend to kind of vote in line with like the Club for Growth or the Cokes. Um, And they want to actually drive a wedge between these moderate Republicans and the MAGA base, um, people who are pro-Trump, people who are populist. So the states are going after places like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio, South Carolina, Tennessee and Texas. Um, and they intend to basically attack uh, uh, Republicans for, for some key votes in the House where they're accusing them of gutting manufacturing jobs, cutting veteran services, defunding law enforcement. Um, sort of, you know, the the more establishment GOP sort of slash spending slash taxes agenda that we've kind of seen creep back into uh, the minds of a lot of House Republicans, especially.
0: But here's the thing. They're, they're going after – they're saying – where you if you watch MSNBC every night – all they're talking about is how progressive and they got to, you know, all these young people are getting more left wing. And so all you hear from the Republicans is these moderates is they can't they can't back MAGA policies. They have to be even more moderate. Right. All these district quote, unquote, yeah. Biden won. This memo puts a lie to that. I just want to make sure that it's not us saying that this memo comes forward and says, no, here's the game plan of actually how we take the House back. Do these moderate non-MAGA Republicans, we basically take MAGA-type policies, right on 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 economic yes. nationalism, America first, and that's what we run with. That's what the D Triple C is saying.
6: Yes, exactly. I mean, they're they're basically accusing Republicans of ignoring kitchen table issues like lowering costs, creating good paying jobs, um, you know, essentially kind of returning to that that mode of being okay with outsourcing, being okay relying on foreign supply chains and f- cheap foreign labor, cheap foreign goods. Um, you know, they went after uh, Republicans. One of the big things they're going to hit them on is the Limit, Save, Grow Act, which was the original Republican plan to lift the debt ceiling. That had a lot of very steep cuts to to government services in it, including um, you know a uh, work requirement for for um, uh, for food stamps, things like that. They're going to go after a lot of these voters. I grew up in southeastern Ohio. Like I know a lot of Republicans in southeastern Ohio who are on food stamps and still vote Republican, I'm pretty sure they're not going to appreciate that kind of, uh, that kind of line coming from the GOP.
0: But, but you're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to deal with government spending. I mean, look, this is not perfect. They're going to come after, because we say, Hey, there's got to be more cuts because that's where you get economic growth. But that's a fight we'll have. That's a fight we'll have. Right. And I think it's a good fight to have. What I'd like, what these guys are saying is basically populist, Working class kitchen table policies domestically and America first. Right. To put America first is it's not wild left wing populism. That's what you've got to understand when they really look at how they're going to take it back. They understand the country is not there. Some of these university towns are and the big cities are, but that's not where they're going to win control of the house. Is that your sense of what this memo says?
6: Yes, and you look at like their their target list that they have in the memo. It's basically like the entire New York delegation. It's a handful of seats in PA. It's some seats in Arizona. Uh, it's Don Bacon in Nebraska. Um, they're, they're targeting sort of some of these swing districts that are in areas that aren't aren't, aren't urban areas. They're they're generally suburban to rural, um, but they have sort of strong manufacturing industries in the area or did have strong manufacturing. Um, And so they're going to come with this sort of populist message that we saw work very well for President Trump in 2016 and work very well for the entire administration, something that we really believed in. Um, And the Democrats are going to pay a lot of lip service to that.
0: Yeah. And by the way, worked great in 2020 when he got the 74, the unbelievable 74 million votes. Well, how do people now get you? You just came on board. It was a great hire that Raheem did. How do people get to you over at National Pulse? I want everybody to go check out national pulse right now you know you've got the you've got the total free site you can go to and if you want raheem's uh contextualization and commentary there's another way that you can get some of the more exclusive content but it's totally free if you just go and want to keep up to date and raheem's getting a team over there is just incredible so so where do they go
6: yeah if you, if you want to sign up you just go to the nationalpulsecom com forward slash war room um so that'll 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 get you signed up for the national pulse um, and you can find myself on at Twitter at, at Wuppton, W-U-P-T-O-N, or I guess it's X now, uh, formerly known as Twitter.
0: Formerly known as Twitter. Okay, Will, thank you very much for coming on. Great piece. Look forward to following thank up. Thank you. Got uh, guys like DeGrasse and Upton focus on Capitol Hill. The C saying the quiet part out loud, they're not running as wild-eyed uh, progressives. Do I have uh, – do I have John – Uh, John, uh, Jacoba, Jacko, help me out here. Huh? Jakobowski. John, how you doing, brother? Are we going to win today, John? That's what people want to know. How big a a game day vote do we have to have to turn out to win? That's the question people want.
4: Yeah, it's an it's a important question at that, and the question really depends upon whether or not our, our voters are educated on the right side. There's been a ton of misinformation, disinformation, even voter intimidation tactics by the left. Right now, what we're seeing, Steve, out of the gate are some very encouraging signs, some tremendous turnout numbers. 25 percent initially probably in the rural counties, 10 percent in some of the urban counties so these turnout numbers meet what we're hoping for. Um, obviously, we're not going to take any vote for granted. So we have teams of people making calls to voters that haven't gotten out yet to push the vote so that we can get them to the polls before 7.30 p.m. But initially, very encouraging numbers. And as long as our voters uh, know how to vote, which is vote yes on issue one, I believe we're going to prevail tonight.
0: This is, this is kind of complicated because all the polling sites, is, since it's a special election and some of the... Uh, the, the county supervisors in charge of the elections didn't have the staff or the money. It's not as simple as when you vote for in a general election, correct?
4: Yeah, that's right, which is why a simple place to go if you have any questions about polling precinct is at VoteOhio.gov. You can find your polling location, you can find the hours, and you can also always reach out to your local county board of elections who can give you an understanding of where your precinct's going to be. So if you're not certain, go to VoteOhio.gov or call your County Board of Elections, or ask a friend that's uh, close by to you. Hey, I'm in Wood County, so I'm happy to give anyone a ride. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter or otherwise. But we have teams of people who want to make sure that you can get to the right polling place and uh, want to answer any questions you might have to vote yes on this issue.
0: Jack Kowalski, one of the issues here is how far would be— this is, gets also to the question of early voting and doing the early voting, and we got the big Mike Lindell election summit next week. But how far were, were we behind— starting on game day, how far were we behind on the early voting?
4: Yeah, so Steve, if if the numbers hold that Republicans voting yes on issue one, Democrats voting no on issue one, if we use that as a pure indicator of how voters are are going to vote, which we're not certain because it's an issue, but it's probably a pretty safe proxy. Uh, To give you an idea, in the 2022 midterms, JD Vance was down by about 13 points out of the gate coming into election day. He ended up winning the state by six points. We think right now we're down by about nine points. So this is a margin we absolutely can make up. We're doing better than we did in midterms. And a lot of that is due to the grassroots efforts of all of these volunteers that rose up and recognized how significant this issue was. Uh, you know, Steve, our common friend, uh, uh, Russ Boat, talks about the late hour that we're in, in America. And I think people are getting that message and recognizing the significance of this vote. And that's why people have been so engaged in spreading the word in the midst of misinformation, disinformation, and voter intimidation from the left with their millions of dollars that they've deployed.
0: Uh, how do people follow you during the day to keep up the date on everything? Uh,
4: so they can follow me at John Jakubowski, my Twitter account, uh, which I think we shared yesterday. Thank you for doing that. Uh, also, uh, you can check out the various uh, sites. There's an organization called Protect Women Ohio, which has been at the tipping point of the sphere of making sure that we share information pertinent to the grassroots leadership that's out there. There's a number of voices in Ohio doing some great work to push that message out.
0: John Jacobowski will check in with you in the evening show, see how we stand. Looking forward to Ohio, it. Ohio, big special election today. Short break. Darren Beatty. On: Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier, knowing you can feed your family in any crisis go to mypatriotsupply.com for your one week emergency food supply that's mypatriot.com for your one week emergency food supply my patriot supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy worry-free customers it comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food there's no skimping with these meals offering over 2000 calories per day don't skip The special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special.
2: A A choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now.
0: Okay, uh, Wall Street's in in a sell-off right now, but like I said, I don't put a lot of... um, focus on the stock market one it's very concentrated to these tech stocks and of course everybody's running around with artificial intelligence this is all going to be amazing they're throwing money at it non-stop and so a lot of it's caught up in the hype of that or the hype of you know these stocks like tesla which was as we told you grossly overvalued and i think has lost i think it's lost six or seven hundred billion dollars of its market cap i haven't checked recently um which is more than i think all the other car manufacturers combined total market value of what Tesla lost because it was just a hype machine. But very seriously, um, are deep structural economic problems in this country and financial problems. We started yesterday in the cold open with the mother was talking about her kids are not struggling. They're drowning. And this gets back to this kind of how the elites are, are driving this and concentration, concentrating their wealth and power. Um, You see in in this now you can't hide it anymore because of the gross overspending of the Biden regime and all this five trillion dollars, six trillion dollars of off balance sheet, not not the budget of the six point eight trillion dollars for two years uh, combined for each year with up to a four or five trillion dollar deficit minimum that could be run. That McCarthy basically rolled him getting. Remember, he's just he's almost as guilty as um, as. Bideness, and there'll be a motion to vacate as soon as they can find an appropriate, um, appropriate uh, somebody can step into the breach. He'll he'll be gone. There's no doubt about that. Um, but that drove this problem with the banks because the high interest rates and everything about the bank bonds, you know, selling at discounts, all of it. Now they papered over it for a couple of months, and finally this week you've had two downgrades, and of course. The uh, the left wing business media is trying to cover for the Biden regime, and not really discuss it. But Fitch downgraded U.S. securities. Why? They said, well, they tried to spin it, and the media tried to spin it. All because of the this is because of the MAGA Republicans. This is because you can't you know there's always these fights over the debt ceiling. Oh, contraire! If we'd approved the MAGA Republicans' plan, which was not draconian by far, if you approved that plan, Fitch would never downgraded would have never downgraded the the U.S. securities, the government securities. It's the it's the it's the non-sustainability of this business model we have for the country, which is continue just to print money at the Federal Reserve to pay for these massive deficits. Now that's going to be a you know it's a trillion and a half to two trillion deficit this fiscal year, as we warned you. It's going to blow through the total numbers, and now you're seeing, now you see Moody's today. Last night came out and downgraded ten more regional banks. And put a bunch of money center banks on watch, on notice. We have the, I have an article up on Getter from, the, uh, from one of the New York, uh, I think it's New York One, uh, Spectrum News of New York One. Over 50% of the office buildings in New York are not now worth their, their, their debt. A lot of them are just going to be handed back to the banks. Because commercial real estate's in a free fall, one, because, and that's where the begging people, you got to come back to work, you got to come back to work, With the lawlessness, the anarchy, the people working from home that don't want to go back to the cities to have to work, the commercial real estate, and that's why they, that's why they hit the regional banks, the regional banks are where most of the, you think it's bad with the money center banks on commercial real estate in, in, in cities like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, it's the regional banks that have most of the exposure to commercial real estate. And this is we're on very, very shaky terms. At the same time, the credit card credit card debt goes over a trillion dollars for the first time in history, a trillion dollars. Now it's going to be at be at uh, very high rates and getting higher. And the contracting credit at the same time. So those people have been living off the credit cards and particularly young people have been getting all these credit cards. I told you months ago that game is over. It's It's a credit contraction, not expansion. And so the grip gets tighter and tighter. The lived experience, don't, don't look at the statistics. You don't have to listen to me. Don't listen to business news. You don't have to. Look at your own lived experience. That's why the DNs, the DCCC is saying we've got to focus on kitchen table issues and we've got to focus on America first. That you have to go off these moderate Republicans. You have to do that. Now, they're going to hit on some of the things on like, oh, the MAG is too extreme in spending. But we'll take that fight with working class people because they know the government's spending is not what's going to make them prosperous. It's not going to happen. This is why this what's happening this month. You're going to have the central banks meet in Jackson Hole, and you're going to have the basically developing world, the BRICS, and another 40 countries going to meet in Durban. You got to get, go to Birchgold.com right now, slash abandon, and get this pricey I have. They got a three. We have a three-part whole detailed that I would love you to read called "The End of the Dollar Empire." I would love you to read that. But we've got a pricey just on the uh, just on the Durban. What's going to happen in Durban? And you're seeing they're going to try to start alternative currency because their purchasing power is being destroyed. I think it's down 17 or 20 percent. These are not this is led by enemies of this country, enemies of this country. The Chinese Communist Party that right now understand they can't keep they can't they they know the elites in our country being irresponsible. And we haven't been able to fully stop them yet because we haven't. We're getting there. We're throwing punches. We're getting there. But they know that. Also, at this time, remember 80 or 90 percent of the value of your house or your net worth is tied in your house, and that's going to become more important as we go through more turbulence. So go to hometitlelock.com right now. Just check it out. Don't allow yourself to be exposed to any kind of cyber criminals. There's nothing about that house, either your house insurance or the title insurance, or here to make sure you've got this cyber protection, to make sure that no cyber criminal could take it and take out a second mortgage. You must protect your castle at all costs because that's going to allow you to weather the storm. Okay, Dick Curlis is going to take us out with a tombstone every mile, a great country music song from the great state of Maine. We're going to be back with Darren Beatty, Jim Hoff. We're packed in hour two. Be back in, after a short commercial break.
2: When you're talking to a trucker that's been hauling goods down that stretch of road in maine they call the Hainesville woods he'll tell you that dying and going down below won't be half as bad as driving on that road of ice and snow it's a stretch of road up north in maine that's never ever ever seen a smile Buried all the truckers lost in them woods. There'd be a tombstone every mile. Count them all. There'd be a tombstone every mile.
0: You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States, reaching as far as our southern states. And with wildfire season in full swing nationwide, toxic smoke is threatening our health. EnviroCleanse is military-grade air purification that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty in breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That is how you keep your family healthy. And this is why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And only EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Or you get your money back. Visit EKPure.com. That's EKPure.com. and use code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse air purification unit. You'll also receive the free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 saving. Now visit EKPure.com. EKPure.com, code word STEVE. EKPure.com, code word STEVE. Take action. Use your agency. will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J A S E Medical.com and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace. J-A-S E Medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to jace medical and get your jace case today action 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 folks let me tell you about salty it's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart while COVID gets all the headlines it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly seven hundred thousand americans every year yes heart disease is the number one killer